So today uh, I want to uh, share with you on First Thessalonians chapter one a few things that I hope will encourage you to run this race. So let's open the Word of God in First Thessalonians chapter one, and I'm going to read from verses two to three, and then uh, from verses eight uh, to ten. The Word of God says. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. Knowing, brethren, our beloved, your election of God, and then I'm going to go down to verse 8, for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God's word is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything, for they themselves show us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols, to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Amen. Glory to God for his word. First, uh, my brothers and sisters, I want to highlight a wonderful pattern present in this chapter. We see uh, three things in verse three. So in verse three says, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, number one, and labor of love, number two, and patience of hope, number three, in our Lord Jesus Christ. We see faith, love, and hope. Work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope. Okay? And as we, as we know, in Second Corinthians 13, Paul said that now abided faith, hope, and love, or charity. And these three, but the greatest of these is love, or charity. And so... Uh, as we see it in the Thessalonians, we will see this pattern in every true Christian saved by grace. And uh, it was so much so in, that, in this passage that you can see that they can't, it says, remembering without ceasing. We, we can't get it out of our minds. Your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope. And you, you must see this in every Christian, and you will see it, and perhaps you'll see it in your own life. But then you see the same thing in uh, verse 9. Look how it, it shows up at verse 9. It says, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. And then here it comes. And how ye turn to God from idols, work of faith, we turn. Uh, it's, it's a faith that produces this work. Turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God, labor of love. And then verse 10, and to wait for his son from heaven, patience of hope. So we see the same thing again. So these three things are so essential that they even are proof of our election of God. See verse 4, knowing, brother, beloved, your election. Because I see these things, then we can know your election. And so 
when we are far from God, these things decline. Uh, for example, the Lord said that when he comes back to the earth, will he find faith in the earth? That's the first thing. And then he also said that in, in the end times, uh, because, because evil will, uh, shall be multiplied and the love of many will grow cold. And, so, and what about our hope? How is our hope today? And so it is very interesting that when the Lord awakens his people and revives them, you will see the, the kinds of things you've seen in, when we are in that called uh, first love. When we first come to the Lord, we see uh, faith, love, and hope. And you will see those three things revived when, when the Lord is, draws sweetly near to us. And so let's, let's look at again, again at these three things. And uh, I'm going to try to be brief. <laughs> so we need the work of faith. And uh, we know that faith produces work. Uh, a, a faith that does not produce works is dead. So our most holy faith when we first believe, causes us to turn from idols to serve the true and living God. And after that, we begin to live by faith. And so then we have a labor of love. And that is when we turn by faith to God, we also turn to do something. We turn to serve the true and living God, as it says there. We don't turn to sit and do nothing. There is something that happens. We turn to serve the true and living God. We want to do it. His love presses us to do that. And yes, we will do that perfectly in heaven. We will have that perfect love in heaven. But meanwhile, we're in need of patience. So we need the patience of hope. And that's number three. What is hope? Hope is the, the ability to endure till the end by looking to Jesus. And so hope produces joy and peace because we are believing in a God who is in control of everything. So we have that patience of hope in our Lord Jesus. Oh, and this is so huge, my brothers and sisters. Please hear me out. Look at, look at Romans 15, verse 13. Look at what it says. It says, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. How I cherish this verse. God is a God of hope. He's the God of hope and he fills us with joy and peace in believing. And how Satan wants to and works to steal this from us. Um, see, my brothers and sisters, we, we are sad and discouraged in spiritual things because we lose hope. We are in backsliding because we lose hope. So we're going to go back to Egypt. We, we lose the hope of that, the promised land. So, and we also have feeble knees in prayer. When we're, we're seeking the Lord in prayer, we have the feeble knees and we're, because we lose hope. We think it's never going to come. So my message to you today in terms of hope is we need to hope again. You need to abound in hope for the salvation of the lost around you. You need to, uh, you need to abound in hope for the coming awakening, which will come. 
You need to abound in hope for the work that God has called you to do. Abound in hope for the kingdom of God to advance. Pastors need hope for the future of their congregation. Young people, as we said at the beginning, need hope for our journey. Parents need hope about their children. And so this hope is the same hope God calls us to as the, at the beginning, at the very beginning, but we forget. So we need reminders. And so Paul later, as you, as if you keep reading the first Thessalonians, it, it, it reminds them that ye sorrow not, even as ho- others which have no hope. It makes all the difference. Having this hope makes all the difference. And so if Satan loves to kill our hope, then let us flee from what kills our hope. Sin is a hope killer. Unbelief is a hope killer. Living by sight, putting our eyes on, oh, this is so huge. I can't do this. This this is never going to happen. This is impossible. Those are hope killers. And see, if we have this hope, we will flee those things. Because 1 John 3, verse 3 says, and every man that has this hope purifies himself, even as he is pure. So um, just to, to close, because it is uh, the, the time is, is short, we, I just want to end by saying that uh, the Lord has said, he promised, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. So our hope is not a naive hoping for the best, okay? We, we can never see it this way. Our hope is in the solid rock of Jesus Christ, and we have that promise to back it up. You will know that I am the Lord because they will not be ashamed that have their hope in me. So let us carry on, my brothers and sisters, work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope. Amen.